with the fantastic Donna, the piston pussycat. I keep getting that messed up. I was just going round and round and round in circles, getting my tongue tied. But we've got another episode today. Today is episode nine. And you know what? I've spent the day with Donna and I've learned so much about her. I feel that she's super inspiring. She was actually recommended to come on the channel and I'm super glad we've got her on board. So I guess it's over to you. It's like the hottest day of the year. Oh, but <laughs> We couldn't have picked a worse day of the year. We like literally melted. <laughs> I was like, okay, sod the makeup, sod extensions, sod everything today. It's just too hot. Um, I'm wearing my partner's t-shirt. I'm wearing baggy jeans. It's like, can't be done with it. Yeah. But you've come down in your stunning Mustang. Um, Thank you. Apart from your bikes as well. But how did you get into then riding? Because that's why I contacted yep. you, was the whole riding perspective. And you've got quite the story for riding. Well, I passed my um, direct access in July 2010, so I've actually been riding 11 years. Um, so I feel that I've kind of been at the f beginning of riding before it became kind of very social media orientated. Mm -hmm. um, basically, what happened was um, I was out one day just in my car and there were a group of bikers. And then there was this girl and she had L plates on and she was like out with this big group of like guys riding and I was like, wow, she's really cool. <laughs> but I don't want L plates. <laughs> so I was like, right, how do I do this? So I just started looking into it really. Um, it, it was a lot harder back then because you kind of got the yellow pages out. So the, you could Google, but things weren't as... Accessible. Uh, yeah, available. So... I've kind of got my yellow pages out, looked for like places that, that taught, did lessons and things. And yeah, that's because um, you've, the end you've of it. taken it quite a long way. So you do not only riding just as a hobby, you've taken it onto track, you've done yeah. the whole nine yards, I guess. Yeah. So what got you, how long have you been riding, did you say? 11 years. 11 years. So I did um, a few kind of years on the road. Um, and my first bike was a GSXR 600. Yeah. Um, and it was just a really easy, dependable bike uh, that you could kind of jump on and ride out. And it would give you confidence. And then I moved up to a ZX6R. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of where my love of sports bikes came from. And it, eventually, that road bike, I uh, tracked it. So took all the fairing off, uh, changed it into a track bike, and really got quite interested in doing track days yeah um and in 2016 i decided to go i started looking into oh how do you get your race I'm gonna, license i'm gonna take a step back but how did you decide randomly oh i want to go and do track days i want to do how did that progress from getting that full license to i don't know i just like we i used to go watch like bsb you know go down to donington right, or yeah. silverstone and then you were like was it easy like, for oh, you so to cool. get into uh, it weren't too bad, really, as long as you kind of spoke to people and, and got, like, advice. And to be honest, uh, the track kind of scene is very welcoming. Right. So they are very willing to help, mm -hmm. uh, help you along the way and tell you what you need to do. So I did, uh, I started track days in 2013, so that was two years after um, I passed my test, that's right. Wow. Quick maths. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not very good at maths. Um, 
And then I did uh, three years of track riding and then decided that I wanted to do my ACU. So from going and seeing all these uh, races, I just got really super inspired by watching the races. And so I was thinking, quite surprised. Like you're you're quite an array of things. You've got gorgeous car. You've got the bikes. You've you're an entrepreneur as well. Um, how have you managed to like mesh that all together as a dream? Because you've got your business as well, mm-hmm. um, and you're thriving, like you said, in your business at the moment. Yeah. So how has that all meshed together, and how does that all work as a? How does a it all work? Yeah. Being very, um, what's the word? Organized. Really? <laughs> yeah. What do you mean it, by that? If you're very organized in your life, you can fit a lot in. Right. Um, I think if you don't plan ahead, it's hard to balance everything. Okay. So as long as you've kind of got that plan in there and uh, you plan time for your business, you plan time for your track riding, you plan time for yourself, you kind of, you can't lose really. Because the more I've spoken to you throughout the day, I've learned so much more and it seems to be like adding more and more and more and more to the package. I know, sometimes I'm I'm a (laughs) bit like, no. You're like, yeah, I've done that. And I've done this. Yeah, and I was over here doing this and decided to get this car. I've had these bikes and I'm just like... (laughs) Right. Okay. What am I going to even I'm just speak a little, about? Yeah. <laughs> I can be a little bit impulsive. <laughs> it's good though because when I came across you at first, I I don't know if I would have pictured you the way you were mm. and you're so warm and welcoming but you've achieved so much. And even like you said there's been some tough times like through COVID. Yeah. And you've managed to not only come out of that but say my business is thriving yeah um how has that been because you what's what kind of mindset things do you practice what do you do to like keep yourself on track to be no honest pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest um I'm usually I mean until COVID came along I'm quite um just get on with things kind of work do what I enjoy, things like that. But I think when COVID came, it kind of stopped a lot of normality. So yeah. you kind of got used to a new bubble, mm-hmm. which... People are going to be so tired yeah, of hearing that word. <laughs> they are. But yeah, you kind of get used to this new bubble. And then it's very hard to come out of that bubble afterwards. Yeah. So you're kind of having to readjust all over again. Mm-hmm. So you've come from quite a positive bit of life and I thought that the first lockdown was amazing I was off work and I'm like yeah that's brilliant but then you kind of think well actually it was a little bit um what's the word uh damaging in some aspects it almost it's very it was very surreal I felt like It was such an, it was a weird excitement because you'd never seen the world shut off. Yeah. You'd never seen the streets empty. But then it was also really uncertain. Yeah. And you felt safe at home. But then you're like, now everything's back to normal. You're like, how do yeah. I actually. And then you kind of get stuck in those four walls yeah. with getting used to being with people too much. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, how do I kind of function and go back out into the world and. But your you, your business is thriving. Oh, absolutely. So how did you manage to come out of COVID with a thriving business and I with think, all these situational changes economically? Yeah, I've got a really good client base and a very good word of mouth as well. Right. So it, my customers were dying to get back into the shop. Yeah. So I've had uh, my 
existing client base who are very loyal and then through the word of mouth just more and more clients coming my way to the point now I've got quite a busy diary for months. So what does your business entail? It's tattoos? We do tattooing, body piercing, tattoo removal, semi-permanent makeup and aesthetics. Wow. So how long have you had your business for? 16 years. 16 years. Yeah. So did you just fall into the artwork of it? Because I do think tattoos, bike world, cars, mm. it's all very aligned. It's yeah. a very... Uh, not for the reason people think it, yeah. I would think that, but I see it as a very artistic world. Yeah. When you design a car, you design a bike, yeah. the way it's very creative. Yeah. So I see how that meshed, but were you always quite creative as a person? Or Yeah, I was at school, um, quite creative and uh, probably not as much now because I've just been doing it for so long that I'm kind of, yeah, <laughs> I'm kind of like, I would like to bring a tattooist into my shop now and mm -hmm. I would like to grow my business and focus more on my aesthetic yeah. side. That's my goal. Um, but I'm just kind of growing that part of my business at the moment. So I've had this successful business and then I'm like, I'm not happy with this. I'm just going to grow it a little bit more. <laughs> you know, been yeah. a glutton for punishment. Are you very, so how would you describe yourself? Are you very structured in how you do things? Are you um, I like back? to be organized. I like uh, You're organized, but you're spontaneous. <laughs> yeah. I, in my everyday life, I like routine. Mm -hmm. So I just think if you've got a good routine, then you your days go by quite well. But also... Again, the dreaded C word. I think that coming out of this third lockdown and back out into the world, because I kind of locked myself away a little bit. Yeah. Um, I've realised actually life's too short and we just need to get on with it and enjoy it. And I kind of, in about October last year, decided that I wanted to come off social media for a while. Yeah, you said. Um, and I reactivated my account about three no about eight weeks ago and I just really decided that I've had confidence issues even though I do track days and I've done racing I, I still have confidence issue in in biking right. I wouldn't have thought that I, not with I know, all the experience you've got yeah but I mean I weren't the fastest person out there I went <laughs> to experience it and say that I've done that and yeah. I'm quite proud that I, that I have been and been able to do that. It's even like, I suppose, a persona that I've seen where it says the piston pussy get finally go mm. right. I don't know what was <laughs> happening to me at the beginning. My tongue was going everywhere. But um, the the piston pussycat, that, it, all the persona seems very like extravagant, strong, business, passionate. But then for you to say that you would have struggled with confidence issues. But do you know how many people are sat with the confidence issues and too scared true. to say that they have them. Yeah. You know, it's okay to be scared of your bike. It's okay to drop your bike. It's okay to have a bad day on your bike. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a bike at the end of the day. It's just metal. And, you know, you've kind of got to have a lot of respect <laughs> for what it can do. And it, you're in control of it. You're kind of... Because you've had quite a few bikes, haven't you? Oh, yeah. So you had because I've seen I was I've definitely stalked your page. I've had such a look through, and I was like, "Wow, you've had every bike." So I look at that, and I think right now, what bike do you currently have? A HP four. Because you had the S one thousand at one. I point. had the S one thousand in twenty fifteen to twenty eighteen, mm -hmm. and it was I absolutely loved it. 
Yeah, because it's a sunny bike. So are you planning to expand your bike portfolio again? Yeah. Because what made you downsize it? Just personal kind of circumstances, you know, like buying houses and getting, you know, like doing like serious adult things. (laughs) The big big stuff, yeah. Mm. Because you've got the stunning car, you've got the bike. What, What was the reason back then for having multiple bikes for you? I liked um, having just a different array. It's nice to one day think, I just want to trundle along on kind of a naked bike and not really think about what I'm doing. And then sometimes jump on something that is just ridiculous and scares you to death. (laughs) And sometimes I'd get on my H2 and I'd be like, why the hell have I brought this out? It just wants to throw me off everywhere I go. And I'd be like... I'd come home and I'd be like, why have I just like ruined my confidence today? <laughs> and then some days I could get on it and I'd be like, wow. What's your favourite bike love been you? so far? Um, the S1000 and the H2, definitely. I and really... I love things that are different. Because I've been really, I hadn't seen much about the H2s before. Mm. And I've seen them more and more now. And I sat at home the other day and I was like, I think I really want a H2. <laughs> Like it just suddenly because it. it was the S thousand, yeah, and then I've been going more towards the H. It's just the way they it's look. It's amazing, yeah. Oh my gosh! So, what's your expansion then? Your what kind of things are you looking oh, to expand into? I don't know. I I would like a track bike, mm-hmm. um, but it just depends on circumstances at the moment as to what I'm gonna do with that. Uh, but I kind of have got my eye on so what a couple do you, of bikes do you, to, to get confidence in an industry like this. When you're into, you're a woman in biking, mm. you're in track, you're a businesswoman. What kind of things did you practice that pushed you to get over the line to thrive? Not to listen to people for starters. I'm right. sure like Ruby has kind of covered this subject. But for example, like I'd done a track day on my bike one time and just went out for a ride, um, turned up somewhere with my husband and then parked up and somebody would walk up and they'd go oh them tires are scrubbed in who's done has he done that for you and I'm like (laughs) no I did it all by myself (laughs) so you just have to develop the the thick skin thick skin yeah definitely because you're it's hard sometimes yeah exactly so we have you have technically thick skin when you're from Yorkshire yeah you have to be but I did find that a lot um I know that I've said it in multiple podcasts that it was learning the direction and learning to be able to just know what I'm doing mm. and have that strength to go forward. Yeah. So, you know, what you've come quite the quite the distance and you've gone through ups and downs through your life, obviously, like everyone has. What would you say are like some of the highlights that you've gone through? Definitely enjoyed racing for three seasons. That was just really cool being involved and just going out, buying a bike, buying a van, buying a caravan and just hooking it up on a weekend and just going for the weekend. And it wasn't just the racing. It was the like social aspect of it as well was it's just so fantastic yeah it's brilliant you know everybody's so friendly and such a good laugh and then when the racing finishes and you're just like everybody's just so excited and vibing and it's great yeah because i loved it i don't know i've always loved the idea of doing track racing mm. 
but I'm also like dead scared. But you'll learn so much. The adrenaline when I'm looking at mm. it, I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. Because you've got a few lined up, haven't you, this year? I've got one at the moment. Uh, I've got one at Bedford Autodrome and I've never done that track. So it will be quite interesting to go do it. And it's on the HP4, which I've only ridden on the road so far. So, so you're, <laughs> what kind of prep did you need to do? How did you learn about how to prep your bike, what to do? I was... I, I've been really lucky um, through racing that my husband is really good hands-on with bikes. So I kind of couldn't have done it, you know, without that support. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, I've been done motorcycle maintenance at college, like a little night course, just so I kind of knew. Oh, you studied it as well? Like a night course? Very loosely. I'm not going to say that I could, like, strip an engine down or anything, but I just wanted, I didn't want to be one of those girls that went somewhere and then... Like didn't know one end of the bike from another because it's just know quite that there embarrassing. Was courses like that. I looked into it um, at my local college and I just found this night course and it was like twelve weeks and it showed you how to drop the oil filters, like a service Ooh. basically. And it it, it was really know that interesting. Like that existed. Would I want to service my bike ever again? No, <laughs> I have no interest. My partner but did I've done that. It. He was he. <laughs> we were at his on bank holiday and he yeah. was like, "Oh, I need to service my bike." So you're dropping the oil, doing all mm. of this, that and the other. And he sent me on the other side of the garden to do like, clean the panels and stuff. Oh. And I was like, this is because you're keeping me away from it, aren't you? You don't want me to do it. Because he's like, if I do anything wrong, it's on me. But oh, if you're yeah. around and something goes on. Like, like what I kind of do is mess things up. Like I, <laughs> I got asked once to watch a plastic bucket while some water drained out. <laughs> of a bike and then melted the plastic bucket to the exhaust you know so I'm just like not trustworthy around a bike no I said to him I go oh this is taking like two days Mm. to like do this or clean it do do the whole thing properly and I was like so how much would this cost to actually get serviced he was like I don't know like 60 100 like or something like this and I was like wouldn't you just pay the money and save the time and know it's done properly? And, yeah. you know, if you've got to complain, you can complain to someone. I was like, it's it's nice to know how to do, yeah. but would I yeah. want to do it? <laughs> yeah, do you we, personally we just, service your bikes now, you, you and your husband? I, I don't do. Do you no, take I them take anyway? mine. You take them in. <laughs> yeah, I want my book stamping. But, you know, when we were uh, prepping this bike, you know, my one job was watch that bucket and I melted that's it. that's one thing <laughs> I didn't know as well, actually, was... Um, when you service it yourself, you don't get the stamp. Exactly. When you, and that, then that's harder for mm. resale and things yeah. like that. Um, but no, the, the melting, the... Do you know what? I have the biggest burn mark on you the back of You have one job. <laughs> but my one job was to get off a bike, right? So I got off on the, the wrong side and welded my leg to the... We've all done it. <laughs> the biggest burn. And I'm just there like, well, lesson learned, like yeah. completely. Oh my God. I just had no idea that they did courses and things because that's... Mm. As much as I probably wouldn't strip my bike and put it back it's together It's just nice again. to know. Yeah. yeah, it's nice to know in case of emergency and to know like if there was ever an apocalypse, I would have had to fix my bike. And at the end of the day, you know, women in biking can be negative at times. So it's kind of good just to have a bit of a heads up. Yeah, you know, because I do feel that some people are more inclined to want to learn and it's so easy mm. for them to learn things. And then for me, I'm there like, <laughs> honestly, you should have seen my face when we were pulling his bike apart. I was like... This is so scary because what if you just don't do something, you forget to connect something back or, you know, you've got to put everything back together and then you're going to trust it and you're going to sit on it and the stress. I know, that's how, like, when we were racing and, you know, 
put he'd pull wheels off and put wheels on and I'd be like, Oh god, I hope all the bolts are in there. Yeah, there's <laughs> that little I'm that person that I question if I've closed the lights as soon as I've closed the lights and I'll walk back just to double check and then I'll leave and then I'll be like did I do that yeah so I, I don't know if I would ever be cut out for that I'll definitely go and get the, the book stamped instead yeah, definitely um but oh my god I had not I don't even know where I've gone with the conversation I was like as soon as I heard that you can study it I'm like oh okay amazing because it is something nice to know when you know what you're doing and um it's almost like for me in photography videography yeah. I know what to do I know how to do it Am I going to do it all the time? Probably not. But if mm. push came to shove and I needed to do it, yeah. I'd be fine doing it. Um, so I didn't know that. Have you done anything else course-wise or like for knowledge of the bikes? Um, no, not bike-related. The only other thing I did was like my ACU, which was my race license. So that part of that is in the classroom. Mm -hmm. And then like this uh, multiple choice uh, test and then some time on track. And I kind of didn't even do my ACU to go racing I just did it to go do it yeah and I did it and then I was approached by an all-female motorcycle team to join an endurance race and it kind of went from there and I enjoyed not just the track racing but the social aspect of being involved was just really good so yeah, yeah it were really good I enjoyed that so um having said that why did you never pursue like biking as a career per se so I know you've got your business but did you never think because you do track you do all of the uh, bells and whistles I say yeah. around it what what made you not decide to take it on as a career in what aspect I don't in any aspect because I think I, I personally think I came into it quite old <laughs> so <laughs> sounds really <laughs> yeah but yeah so Maybe if I'd have been done this from being quite young, then right. maybe I would have done. But I was quite established in my career. Yeah. So it just is really nice that I had it as a hobby. Right. Because the way that it was, the way it looks to me and with social media mm. and everything, I, was, I did question why with all of your skill and everything behind that why you didn't push that aspect of it listen i'm not that fast <laughs> i'm all right i'm fast for a girl but, but i'm not the fastest no, honestly, out there. guys today she says that <laughs> we were in a car park and we wanted to get some cool footage and she was like do you want me to do a burnout a donut like i could do whatever you want and i'm there and just looking at her thinking uh, we're not even on everything we're saying like to her, <laughs> just, i've never done it before but i'll give it a go <laughs> if i crash just don't put that in the video i was like <laughs> Okay, but no, you you have a very like vibrant, like fun energy, and that's definitely fed through with everything that I've spoken to you mm. about today. And I think that mindset it, it was interesting because, um, even as you get older, I started learning mm. riding pretty late as well in life because of different choices I'd made, and it. It's like, okay, I might as well go for it because I've been reading up on all these people. Like, uh, did you know that Jay-Z started at 20-something? Did you know that um, Meryl Streep wasn't in a video till this? I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go do what I want to yeah, do. Definitely. See where it takes me. Um, but I was just... Because you said you're now starting off your Instagram again. You've reactivated mm. it. Was that for a reason or... Because, like I said, uh, I became busy in life and... And probably, I don't want to say negative, but 
I just kind of wasn't feeling the whole social media kind of aspect. Mm -hmm. So I decided just to put a post saying, you know, I'll see you in a few months uh, when I've kind of, when I'm ready to post. I'm just a little bit busy. I'll post again soon. And going through the lockdowns, I know I'm bringing it up again, but especially the third one, we had the, we were all locked in, terrible weather. And I just, found too much comfort in my home yeah. and I hid away and I didn't come out and then about two three months ago I was just like I need to change because this is just ridiculous yeah you know I've been this very outgoing kind of person who would finish work get my bike out of the garage and just go every night that there was good weather be out but it's so lovely that even when I spoke to you when we were driving here you are so open to share about your ups and your downs and share about like, oh, I have confidence issues. Oh, I did struggle here. Oh, you know what? I'm not as good at at some things here and there and there. Mm. I'm cool with that. And it is when, because I know I fall into a rut loads of times and social media was my career for a Mm. a long while. Um, I didn't really understand what I was doing because I was more catwalk or whatever I did. But, I didn't have the balls to actually say, you know, I'm really struggling here. Um, I was posting old content, doing Mm. old things because... That's exactly where I'd safe. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't want to show people I was struggling. But I didn't want to be inauthentic either. But I was like, "What? who Mm. even am I right now? So when you were speaking about it it, and being able to speak about it, it, it's That's exactly where I'd got. It was kind of... I had no new content. I weren't doing anything. And then... I had an opportunity come up uh, to do a track day and uh, was invited by a friend of mine. And I thought, you know what? I just need to get my big girl pants back on and get out there, (laughs) get a new bike. I wasn't particularly getting on with my old bike. And I thought, I just need something. I want to get back to where I was in 2016 when I had my S1000 or when I had my H2. I wanted something that I felt really special to me and I was excited to ride and I've been out on this bike now three times and I just love it would you say you're a petrol head <sighs> yeah definitely well yeah yeah all, I'm looking at all of your cars and bikes I'm like how can you not be exactly but then I was like just put the question past you because knowing you you'd probably be like no you know what I just fell into this and it was just my life but yeah so with the social media, what what drove you to want to be on it? What did you feel that was your callback from to that? Co- to calling me back basically was so that I could tell people it's okay to have issues. Yeah. You know, I want to kind of show people my kind of, can't think of the word, kind of my coming back to, to the social media scene the, the and showing reality, my, yeah, yeah, showing where I'm lacking in confidence. Like, I rode out my bike yesterday and like there were loads of times I thought, God, I really don't like this. I need to improve on this. And I just kind of want to be able to go on a ride and then come onto my story and go, well, I took my bike out and this really scared me today. So I need to work on this. And just to show people that it's okay to yeah. just not feel confident all the time. You know, don't take your bike for granted. You know, it's powerful. You should have some tiny little bit of being petrified of it and respect because the small bits I've seen about you since we connected was um it felt like a good time for you to be part of 
like this as well because mm. this this whole podcast was based about sharing the stuff that probably you wouldn't see through a photo exactly and yeah. it's sharing that yeah today was a tough day with my bike today mm. my bike completely knocked me off today this yeah. happened today that happened and you know having gone through dark times which i think a lot of people now that everything's <clears> eased <throat> and we can get back out again it's different because people think oh yeah hallelujah you're back out there but a lot has changed we have all changed yep. we've aged like two years mm. and in that time we've n- not connected with people we felt we should be further on in our careers yeah. or in our growth and you know when you're when you've been open to share that in such a matter of fact way mm. but also be clear that this is not where who i am it's ju- it's not where i'm heading but this is just the reality of the situation we can all form a persona on instagram yeah you know, we can all post photographs. Yeah. We can all post nice photographs and make people think we're a certain way. But at the end of the day, that is you're just looking at photographs. I want to be a little bit more personal with people. I think a lot of people are disconnecting with that. Exactly. So, I mean, coming from me, I'm, I'm you know, I've modelled for ages and I posted mm. the best of myself always. And people couldn't resonate with that. Yeah. So now, yeah, I still like posting my nice pictures, but you'll still so, <laughs> you'll still see me with my friends in my reality in my pajamas, mm. connecting with my audience, showing the behind the scenes, showing the the reality. I, as much as I admire people that, you know, put the effort out to be mm. consistent with their photography, what is your story? What are you trying to explain to people? I just want to give my honest and personal kind of come back to biking even if it's just to inspire somebody or that's teach story. them something a little bit I mean? yeah because sometimes there's just an array of photos and, and there's nothing there yeah. it's just content and there's it's nothing. like why yeah <laughs> and you know i found that quite detrimental to me because yeah. i saw a lot of people doing well and they always seem Mm. to have a lot of pictures to post and a lot of things to do and I'm just sat there thinking okay what am I learning from this Mm. f all I'm not learning anything from this okay great that's a nice road that's a nice sunset that's a nice tree that's a nice bike picture of you your bike near Mm. a tree how does it connect why does it connect what are you trying to show is it fashion is it beauty is it the journey you're going on is it the personal growth the the captions are uh, Ruby taught me that she mm. said the captions are super important. What mm. you write, if not through the story of your and I image, think it should be positive. If you're writing a yeah. caption, you know, make it positive, inspire people. Yeah, I might not inspire people. You know, they might people might look at my profile and think, oh god, she's talking a lot of shit again. But positive through the negative, but keeping it positive, but is, real, but exactly. Because I feel yeah. that's what you are. You're not. Oh, it's okay. I'm having a bad day, but it's okay. You're. This is where I am right now. I'm trying to understand it. I'm going through that. And I think that's yeah. more positive than being like, oh, whitewash it yeah. with just happy smiles and smiley faces. Well, you know as well as me, that's just not real life, is <laughs> it? <laughs> but it is because um, it is a funny thing because a lot of people mm. that don't connect with me personally will know that something dreadful could have happened to me an hour ago. Mm. But what you see, I'm smiling, I've got my best face on, nothing will phase it. Yeah. But then behind closed doors, I'm like, oh my God, what about what? Mm. And I, I write a lot to yeah. to kind of get that out there. And I've written um, a lot of journals, a lot of books, 
books at home yeah. and I'm always terrified to share them because there's a lot yeah. of my story that I haven't disclosed. But that's it. At the end of the day, like, I, I just want to make this personal about my biking. Like, my life outside of biking is my personal, kind of business. personal business. And I'm just, I want to be here to kind of push people to say, it's okay, you're having a bad day. I have a bad day. You know, just go away, think about it, improve on it. I mean, I will overthink. If if I know that I'm going somewhere and I'm a bit like, oh, I'm going to have to park on gravel here. I'm going to have to park on a bit of a hill. I'm overthinking this the whole ride there, yeah. thinking, oh, what am I going to do with parking this bike? Oh, then what am I going to do when I get it out? I'm going to have to get it out. <laughs> so, you know, I will overthink a stupid situation like I that. I like that. Are you the type of person that wakes up at like three in the morning and just like... <laughs> getting google maps out to have a look at what or just that thing that haunts you and you just think oh and it's the most irrational thing and you're like because i i have this lip on my little garage where i can't get the bike out and in my head i have this vision of me trying to 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 push the bike out it's quite a um, Mm. you have to be quite forceful to get the bike out like oh my god what if i'm doing it and no one's around me and i fall (laughs) and i'm trapped and the bike's trapped and what if i can't get it up and what if i scratch it and oh my god and and sometimes i just have to think okay salia calm breathe it's not happened Mm -hmm. deal with what's happening right now be present and move forward and not so much post the positives but post because there was a point in my social media life Mm. where I was going through a lot of personal stuff but I was trying to be positive but through the amount of pain that I was in Mm. people like we can tell you're in so much pain but I was still trying to be positive I was like today's been a really hard day um I've learned that I like to keep away from people I like to be like this blah 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 but people can read the energy Mm. but a lot of people did message me and say, you know what, you have been sharing like this and where you are right now and we can see you're really sad, mm. but we really want to be there for you and you've encouraged us to tra- face what we yeah. feel inside. Because I felt that with you today when we were, we were speaking, you're like, there's been some things that have been a little bit hard, but you know what, I'm really excited about getting back on my bike, I'm really excited about starting up my social media and sharing where yeah. I'm going to go to next. And I find that really uplifting that you can accept where you are you can be present with where you are and say you know what this is not where i am going to be in a month two months three months god knows what and i'm going to take more control and just go with the feelings as well that's it you're right taking control is a massive part of getting yourself out of somewhere negative or a bad kind of cycle that you're in and that's what i had to do and i wanted then to use that as a a positive kind of um, push for me to get back out on, onto my bike and just have some really good times out and to meet new people because yeah, biking is about meeting people. I mean, you meet some people that you probably don't want to meet again and then <laughs> you meet people that you kind of embrace and don't want to let go for the rest of your life. You, you know, there's good friends, positive I've friends. I've made some of the best friends yeah. in this short period of time that I've ever had. And I mean, yeah. everyone's going to come over to mine at some point and we're all going to have a nice <laughs> barbecue or something. But it it is nice because I'm quite socially awkward. You wouldn't think it. No, I am too. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's me. Because <laughs> I'm very good at coming across and being able to vocalise. But I think that's come from education. Yep. 
Like, and I think that it. is my problem sometimes is because I am socially awkward. And then you've been locked away for three yeah, months and you're like, like, damn, I'm really socially awkward. I can't do this. <laughs> I had a I had a funny little Barney the other day that I couldn't deal with how many people I was meeting um, in family. And I was it was so funny because I knew it was so irrational. But I was like, I'm just feeling super overwhelmed <laughs> and I can't deal with it. And that's why it took me so long to organize myself with you. Because I was just like... I don't even want to write like words. <laughs> things are not making sense to me. I need to take this slower. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I found that I can face those insecurities mm. in this industry, which I've loved uh, because it's such a hands on industry where you kind of learn as you go. Yeah. You can't learn beforehand. There's not really a lot no. of studying you can You've do. You've just got to throw yourself yeah. in there and get on with it. And that's the the highlight of the experience, yeah. really. So what are you going to throw yourself at? Have you done, like, much touring or...? No, not really. I probably would like to, but, again, it just depends on circumstances. Like, I at the moment, I just want to concentrate on my road riding because that's probably where I lack the most confidence. Right. Like, I prefer tracks because I like the fact that you just... It's the repetition so you learn your lines and you just get quicker and quicker. I feel probably similar to you, even though I've not done the mm. track. I feel like, you know, when it's empty and I can just go and do yeah. what I need to do. Um, what daunts you or what don't you like much about road riding? I don't, if I don't know a road, like yesterday, for example, you know, I don't like brows of hills. So if I'm going up, I want to back off or break all the time because I'm like, it's going to be a corner at the other side and I'm going to go too fast. I'm going to go into a field. Yeah, exactly. So I think for me, I just want to get out and do a lot of roads so that I can kind of learn routes and mm. then just go out on that route again and be more comfortable with the roads because I've kind of been in a habit of going local places that I know. Yeah. So I kind of do want to get out and do a bit further distance, but d just day trips again. Um, I think maybe... I'm going to come with you then because it feels Definitely. like when I look at the other girls, they're even you will probably be so confident and seemingly so like, oh, I've got this, <laughs> like, oh, wind's in my hair, I've got this, and I'm there like thinking I'm going really quick and I'm like, Zzz, like <laughs> looking at the cars, I'm like slowly moving. Because um, it's funny, I saw this meme the other day and it was one of those memes that was like, you know that uh, thing that happened in the canal, yeah. the Seuss Canal, oh, the, yeah. where it was, it was like when no one's watching and there's this ship going really down this narrow canal, it's fine. <laughs> and then when when someone's watching me, it's just like everything goes wrong. Um, but it's nice to know that other people feel a little Definitely. bit. Do you know what? We're all riding for ourselves. Don't push to keep up. Just go at your own pace. Do your thing. You know, we're here you're there to enjoy it yeah. you know don't go out don't be trying to keep up with people don't frighten yourself go at your own pace and I think that is what you know I've rode out in groups sometimes and tried to push too hard and I'm just like do you know what I don't want to anymore I just want to kind of like bimble along and kind of look oh look field of cows and yeah. you know I don't <laughs> want to really Kind of. <laughs> you sound so similar. Yeah. There's actually a video of me that my business partner has of me actually going, come on, come on, come on, cows. Because, you know, I love just being 
able to dilly dally and mm. it's not so much about speed and like weaving in and out and this and that. I love to take in things and exactly you're in the countryside yeah. take it in <laughs> if I want to go on the road mm. and like just really wind my bike on then I'm going to go on a road that I know what's been the most motivational part of biking for you it's a tough, tough that question. Is very tough. Oh, wow. Like, what brings you back to biking each time? I don't know. Like, I've just had the best memories right. in biking, and kind of I, like being somewhere that I've. I'm losing my train of thought with this now. I'm trying to kind. Of, I'm trying to answer the question, but because it's a tough one, I always it think is really that. tough. It's like. I've met some of the best people and like had the best people in my life and like I just kind of want that again. Right. Cuz so. I I found that there's a lot of people I've spoken to and they've all had this grasp on biking not just for the riding. Mm. There's been a lot that it brings them whether it's the peace of mind or mm. the communities or for me it's the the freedom to think. Mm. Because you have to be present on a bike exactly. and not overthink. Because I really mm. overthink about everything. Mm. So it inspires me to hear what motivates people mm. to keep getting back on their bike. Because I came off. Um, I said that. I don't know if I told you I came off my bike a little while ago. I have mm. a bit of well, a lot of jip going on my shoulder right now. But it was a lot to push through and get myself back on the bike and yeah. carry on because I didn't go home straight after the accident I got back on carried on didn't realize how bruised and battered I was until yeah but that's all the shock and the adrenaline and but then I had to be like okay I'm gonna get back on the bike tomorrow because the ride I carried on the same day I was actually amazing I was fine mm. but when I got back the thought of going back on the next day I was a bit like oh yeah that's gonna be bad how am I yeah. gonna do this to the point like I was questioning every movement but then mm. I thought about people i'd met the journey i'd gone through even though it's so short and i was like it was just a, it was just a little a mistake blip. yeah carry on um and the first five minutes was a bit and then i was just yeah. fine it's okay to make mistakes at the end of the day that's how we learn just as long as you're not making big mistakes yeah the little the little mistakes are fine we learn and mold ourselves from little kind of so mistakes. So would you say community is what drives you to biking or? It was and then it kind of wasn't last year and I'm coming around to the fact that yes it, I think that I do need to get more involved with biking and more people and just become more confident and again we're socially awkward so we need to get out there and <laughs> it's, you know it's a good it's get confident it's a with good people. break to have because you put your helmet on you don't need to <laughs> chat to anyone and it's like oh, okay we're heading off and it gives you time to be like oh okay breathe <laughs> have that separation a little bit and you're not just trapped in a situation yeah. where you have to keep like going on so are you would you say in your opinion bikes and cars are aligned for you or is one higher in your preference than the other I think with bikes and cars, probably there are slightly different with them. Cause like with the bikes, it's you wouldn't go. Well, I suppose there are people out there. That, I'm asking you the questions that make you <laughs> think. <laughs> I suppose there are people that get in the cars and go out as a big group. But yeah. I kind of wouldn't. 
probably do that. But then in your opinion, but then I would on a bike. To? What are you the bike? To I would go. I I do like to go on solo rides, but I'm kind of trying to find my love again for group riding because yeah. I rode out a few times and kind of had quite sketchy rides because the people that you were riding out with were a little bit like do you think that riding out of the means do you think that matters a lot who you ride with yeah does it I influence think, you I riding think so because I've not experienced much of that I'm very like I'm very particular with the people I connect mm. with um so I would be very particular on who I ride with. Yeah, I definitely. currently only ride with my partner. Yeah. Um, just because I know I don't want to pick up any bad habits. I don't want to try and prove myself. I don't want to get in a situation yeah. that's not At the end healthy. of the day, there's, you don't need to prove yourself to anybody. Does that so. matter though? Because have you ridden with a lot of different groups? or uh, A few different groups. And some of them have been kind of quite scary to ride out with. And then, What do you mean by scary? Like just people pushing again beyond the means and... You know, you'd think, oh, my God, they nearly came off. Or, oh, my God, they nearly hit that car. That's kind of quite a bad... That, that's bad kind of group riding to me. Yeah. And, and that would has probably knocked my confidence. So I just would like to go out and ride with as many different groups of people. That are safe. Because um, you're part I'm of Slow kinda, Boys, aren't you? Yeah, I I know Sean and Lily. I, no, I've not been not on any of their their ride outs, but because yeah, they're very, I'm, I found that there's a difference in the people that you hang around with when you ride, yeah. and that because not from a first hand experience, but from a second hand experience, mm. I've seen that. Um, uh, sadly, from where I live, near where I live, there's a lot of people that come off um, mm. on the motorway, and there's been a few deaths over yeah. the past few years, and they're always on a ride out. Yeah, and there's always a group of them, and always one or two of them get in an accident mm. together. And you just think, why was that? What were they trying to do? There's mm. competition, and then there's healthy, unhealthy yeah. competition. You know what? If you want to do that, go to a track, get it out of your system on track where there's no cars and no. You're a lot more safe. It's more controlled. You know, you've got your paramedics there. You've got your runoff. You've got your gravel. You're not going to go into a wall. If you want to blow some steam off, go spend £120 and go to on a blooming track day. Yeah. Why are you risking your life? You've got family, you've got wives, husbands, children. Why are you risking that on the road? Just like take a step back. Just enjoy. The roads are for enjoying and the tracks for really going all out. Go blow your steam off there, for God's sake. You know, it's just better than losing your life. Because again, I've had four people in quite a close amount of time pass away and that probably slowed my biking down a little bit as well because it just gave me a little bit of food for thought and I was like oh wow yeah that's real so if I wanted to get myself onto a track day how would that process look well definitely go on google right um you're palming Google. me off here. <laughs> <laughs> so look, just this Google is how it, I did it all. Right. Uh, you know, just put bike UK bike track days in, mm-hmm. and you will have people like No Limits. Uh, I think it's red, red. Is it red line track days? There's be a whole host on there, and you can just go on to the websites and have a good look on there. Pick you what know your group. What do you need to do for your bike do you know yourself? What? If you're just going. By yourself, just to bimble around, just ride down there with your gear and um, 
just take your mirrors off and just go and have a good day. Just bimble around. You know, you'll learn a lot By from just, just going around a track. Yeah, so much. And then you've got your foot in the door and then you'll meet other people. And then you'll meet people who, because people on track days will be people who race, people who just ride out on the road. So you've get, you'll get a, a good kind of... Um, array of people that that are there so just chat just chatting really yeah chat to the person who's next to you i definitely think that's a healthier way to go about it when you want to go speeding doing whatever definitely. you want to do um especially a good <clears> way <throat> i think possibly to build confidence absolutely um, you'll learn so much about your bike yeah because you learn how how it reacts to things mm. and being able to play around with it in a in a almost controlled environment which i think is a really good option for people i just don't think a lot of people know how mm. to go about doing it because me i'm the type of person as soon as i see a form i'm like no i can't, <laughs> can't do that <laughs> absolutely not but i do know that i need to start being more around mm. track days there's a great thrill when you're at a track day because yeah. i did go to the ducati one and there was just it was an amazing thrill about being there um, but then I was like, could I do this myself? Of course. Yeah, yeah definitely. If I can do it, anyone <laughs> can do it. So what have you thought that you've learned the most from track that you've been able to bring into your everyday riding or your life? Um, I think just, I mean, I wouldn't say that I ride the same. I mean, you'll probably see my track photos and think, oh, wow, she goes hell for leather. I'm, yeah, like, I I'm did. Not, <laughs> I thought. I, I'm n- do you know, you'll, I've got pictures where I've got my knee down. My knee down laps were always my slowest laps. So I literally <laughs> knee I down. I was there looking at you thinking, bloody hell. No, I this don't. woman I've got coming on is just, like we were on the way. I was like, do you know, she's like, she's into racing. She's got this. She's even got a gorgeous car. Like, oh my God, you seem very unattainable almost the, from you your know, presentation. The, the laps that I did and I got my knee down for the photos because it were all for the <laughs> you're doing it for the photos aren't you they were the they were my slowest laps when I came back in and looked at my lap time I was like oh right that were rubbish and then you go out and you give it hell for leather but you're not obviously hang off the bike and I mean my my, my body position I could look at it and pull it to pieces on photographs like I say I'm still got a hell of a lot to learn. I'm I'm still learning. I'm not an expert. I love I just that you're try. so relatable. I'm just, yeah, I'm just trying. I'm trying like everybody else. But the difference between it is I don't just think about it. I want to go do it and experience it. So what other ki- uh, kinds of things do you want to experience then? Is there a list of things that you want to experience or do you just want to throw yourself or whatever comes about? Bike related. Yeah. Um, bike or car. Go on, let's do bike, car or... Well, I keep saying Life that. as well. I keep saying that stuff. for my next car, I would like a Lamborghini, but I don't oh, know how yeah. cheap that is. <laughs> I'm going to have to work really hard Actually, for that. Actually, I, I, <laughs> so, I saw recently uh, there was a lady who just got herself a rose gold Lamborghini, oh, and I was thanks. just like... Oh, that's a that's, that's a shouty car. <laughs> I was like, but then I'm thinking it's just a Lamborghini, really. You know, are you I a Lambo woman then? Mm, I do like the look of a Lamborghini, but you is know, that the dream like, car? I think yeah, I would have one definitely. Well, you would have or one. I don't big, think anyone would. I like a pickup truck as well. I'm not gonna lie. That's so, yeah, completely the opposite. <laughs> just like a big pickup truck, uh, truck, <laughs> and then you're just like cruising along on the road. Nobody's messing with you. God, that, that you're so. 
you're so juxtaposed like you're one thing but you're also another and I think <laughs> I adore that about you because you're very straight to the point and I love that you're so relatable and you've just got this fun energy about you that's super young I feel like I'm like an old soul I ask all these deep <laughs> questions about life and you're like sod the deep questions I've got <laughs> you just live in the moment live your life and I think that energy is just it's very rare to have but I do find it a lot within the bike community they're very free mm. souls they're very open thinkers accepting yeah. thinkers and do you think then I'm going to go back to the question because I you, you have a great way of pushing me off <laughs> my question. It. You're like, uh, absolutely not answering that. What have you experienced in track that you've brought into your daily life or your riding life? Um, just better body position. I would say I'm not even, my body position on the road isn't fantastic, but right. I, I'm more likely to move around on the bike more. Do you think it's helped you with your confidence on the road or do you not think with it With corners, definitely. Right, okay. Uh, I probably were a little bit scared of corners. I still am now. Right. If I don't know what's, if I don't know a corner, I don't know what's around the other side. I'm a bit like stiff enough. Right. But if I've been on a road that I know, then I can be loose and I can move about and, you know, off. <laughs> <laughs> just, I just like, I like, like I said earlier, I like routine. I like to know what I know. That, then I'm in my comfort zone. Yeah. If I don't know some, but that's something another well, thing. You're like, I like routine, but I'm so spontaneous. And I'm like, <laughs> right, okay. Because I know corners are a freaky one. Hills for me are a freaky mm, one. Going up or down? Up. Up. Oh, I'm I don't down. know why going up because I always have this image of me something happening and me going backwards oh, no. <laughs> and I can't shake it's that the downhill for me because I'm always like oh you could just downhill straight off <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a psych I'm a I've been a I don't know if I can say a pro cyclist but I am kind of a semi-pro cyclist mm. because I've done like overseas cycle treks and things like that and going downhill was never an issue but it's the fact that I can put my legs on the ground and stop, mm. that was fine. But then going on a motorbike uphill and it's so much heavier than me, <laughs> I always think, oh, my God, am I going to go? It's an irrational fear. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God, am I just going to float backwards and not know? Because I'm also, I would just stop thinking. I would just end up holding it. And just <laughs> Honestly, if you saw photographs of the first track day that I ever did, like, I sometimes go back and look at like the first track day and I'm just like, oh, what the hell was I doing? I, I, what I, am I doing? <laughs> I, I swear to you, I, do, I don't know if I do think highly of myself because there was this funny meme I saw of this man on a scooter going around a corner and it's like he, t he turns, he like cocks his head to the side as he's going around the corner as if he's going really fast, but his body's not moved at all. <laughs> and I was like, why does this feel like something I would do? Like, feel like I'm going super fast, but nothing has changed. I'm there That's just like, like me. Yeah. It's like one day I went, oh, I think I might just take my H2 on a track day. Just to see what it's like. I'm going, I'll take my, my Jigsaw. Oh, and this is I'll take coming. my Jigsaw and I'll take my H2 and... I honestly, I had a few girls round on my jigsaw and then I was like, right, I'll take the H2 round. 
I was like this all the way around. I must have been like, it must have been the so slowest. <laughs> yeah, it must have been the slowest lap anybody's ever done round Donington Park. Like, I went round three times and I thought, oh, well, I should have some decent photos. And he was stood on the worst bloody corner. He could have been stood on for photos and they were all crap. <laughs> oh my god I feel like you've got the like but you're there again you're like oh I'm super organized but then you're like oh I just took to see what happens to my bike there and then I'm... I parked it up and I was like I will never ever take you on track again you are awful <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I, I do look forward to doing my first track days and experiencing all there is to experience in the mm. bike world I think it's just from a growth perspective of it stretches me as mentally and mm. especially when it comes to business because I do have the business on the side as well. Yeah. Not on the side, it takes up all my bloody time, doesn't it? <laughs> but um, I do have the business and, you know, hearing from women like yourself that you've got business, you've got families, you've got, you, you know, you're spinning all the plates mm. and I'm there like, okay, I, I can do this. I can make this happen. And, you know, sharing the stories that you guys have had, some of the most amazing experiences do and you know, friendships. I just think when people I could just would never be jealous of anything that anybody's doing or anything that anybody owns if you really want to do that or if you really want to own that work yeah. work really hard and you will get there be like accept that you may make a mistake along the way and but just do it because you will regret not doing it yeah I think Absolutely. that's the probably nicest advice you could give because there's always a regret if you don't do yeah. the stuff that you want to try and do. And I've learned that from all of mm. you girls. I think you girls are probably, um, you women, are probably <laughs> the healthiest environment I've ever been in because there's this good non-toxic camaraderie between mm. all of you. You're supportive in personal lives, in professional lives, in yeah. in all areas. And... That's why I wanted to bring you on here and share a little bit about you and, you know, have <laughs> your voice heard because I do believe people should be connecting more, mm. male or female, with a lot of the, well, everyone I've brought on the podcast because, you know, it's not about followers. It never really is. I mm. can truly say that from the bottom of my heart. It's not a followers game. It's a content and quality of person. Yeah. And I love having connected with you through this. And I think to finish this off, because I know I could actually chat with you all day, <laughs> to finish this off, I would love you to share one of the highlights of your experiences in biking. Here we go, with a, with a deep question again. I think um, getting my time down to 1.51 at Donning, and I think it was, there'd probably be people there going, God, that's dead slow. But for me, like when I came in and I looked at my lap timer and I'd got my time down to 151, I'm like, yes. So, yeah, that, that was, was one kind of your of, highlights. Of yeah, your really, yeah, from track day. So definitely. nice to see those little improvements and just be like, yeah. you know what, I've done that. That's amazing. So, and I'd love you to share with everyone, even though what you've said, just go for it and try everything. But what would be your piece of advice that you would share with everyone? Um, do, I've probably let social media affect me sometimes thinking letting it get to me personally yeah. and then I've kind of just took a step back and thought do you know what it's just social media don't allow that to kind of define you go and like make your make your own kind of story you don't get make your own experiences go do what you need to do and 
if you make a mistake along the way, make a mistake, you'll learn from it. And I'm still making mistakes now. And, you know, I, I, I can mess my own life up really well and make mistakes. But I'm just here. I'm just trying and I'm just pushing forward and just trying to make the best of my life, really. Because at the end of the day, it's not a dress rehearsal. So would we've yeah. got to just get it right first time. So It's super easy to think that you can, you know, you get caught up in living mm. for social media. And you forget to actually be a quality life, yeah. quality person at heart. Yeah. So I think social media is definitely, it's not even a second, it shouldn't mm. even be a second thing. It's a third, fourth, fifth. Yeah. It's, it's the opportunity to share the best qualities that you w- wish to share. That means your journey, yeah. your advice, your time with people around you. It shouldn't be the defining factor of who you I are. Do, I do want to grow my social media, but I want to grow it for myself yeah. and other people to, to kind share of share. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I kind of had photos and I was kind of reaching back for old content. I want to have new content. I want to get on my story and say, right, I did this this week and it was just really bad and it didn't work and I'm going to try it a different way next week or, oh, hey, I've kind of been and I've tried these clothes on and they were really good and try this and so that that's kind of what I want to put out there I want to put nice photographs out there but I also want to try and be helpful yeah I think I love that I've really loved that about you and you know Ruby who recommended you to come on here she's completely right that your energy is so uplifting and even through any adversity you're bringing so much to the table and you've come back to social media with the right ideas and the right decisions and the right commitments so I definitely think anyone that's watching this, if you've resonated, resonated really well with Donna, she's been amazing. She's very wholesome and just, you know, just a fantastic person to connect with. Head over to the Piston Pussycat. Got it right again. And um, <laughs> There's a lot of dots in it, remember? Yeah, there is, but I'll make sure I put For, the link. Uh, <laughs> because... Um, Instagram just doesn't like certain words. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, honestly, I, uh, you know what, it, it works for you. And I'm sure that we'll put the, we'll put all the connections on how to get yeah. a hold of you. Um, so connect with you. I think you yeah, definitely please, know. People talk to me. I'd like to speak to people. <laughs> I want to make friends. <laughs> so as much as you think you're, you're an overthinker, I think you've got the technicality mm. down. You've got... <laughs> that you've got the persistence you've got the drive and I really look forward to growing with you um going riding with you yeah. and seeing where this takes me as well as well as where you go to from there and I look forward to reading and hearing about your story a lot more and seeing where it is through social media thank you so if you haven't already like share and subscribe and for sure head over to Donna's account again I'll have that in the link below um and until the next time I've really enjoyed this and I hope you have too